Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today's episode comes directly from you guys. We had posted up on Instagram and asked, who in the Power Stroke community would you like to have on? And you know, would you like us to chat about performance or an engine problem and you know fixes for it or transmissions, whatever it might be. But we wanted you guys to you know jump in and let us know who you wanted to hear from. And today's guest was tagged several times. We checked out his, his, uh, his page, and it's uh, extremely clean six liter power stroke that he's built up to a thousand horsepower. So we wanted to learn more about the truck and also the process he went through to take it from, you know, the, the stage it was at when he got it into, you know, the power level that he's at now. So there's a lot of great information. If you're a power stroke fan or a diesel enthusiast in general, there's going to be something for you in this episode. We're going to chat about things in the industry, um, parts supply, tons of different things. So make sure that, that you stay tuned before we get to it though, make sure you head on over to our discord. You're going to see a code up on the screen right now, or you'll find a link down below. It's completely free to join. And we've got a ton of great builds and a lot of information and in ways that, that we're networking. If you know you, you listen to the podcast, you want to chat with myself, other podcast listeners, there's so many cool builds that you guys post on there. It's I, I can't even name them all off. There's there's Cummins, Duramax, Power Stroke, there's swaps, there's you know things you guys are working on to fix. You just get a truck and you're running into a problem with it and you'll post up and there's just so much information there. So make sure you head on over, make sure you join. Also, you're going to find a link to our Patreon down below. Our Patreon is important because it helps us grow. It helps us stay out in front of different topics that are going on in diesel and automotive. Um, it helps us get better, you know, at what we do helps us stay independent and be able to cover diesel from, you know, an, ind an independent perspective and, and be able to touch on different topics that, you know, some of them, some of them might be controversial. There's a lot of things with emissions and, and things going on where, you know, we can jump right in and, and cover it or talk about a particular build or talk with a particular person. So there's some, some really exclusive perks that our Patreon members have. Um, it starts as low as $3 a month. We appreciate the support for those of you who have done it and want to encourage you. If you want more from the diesel podcast, want more information, episodes, you're not going to see anywhere else questions. You want me to ask a guest. We don't post them on YouTube podcast apps, anything like that. You'll find them on Patreon. All right, let's get to today's episode with Tyler and talking about his six liter power stroke build. Tyler, welcome to the diesel podcast. I was really excited. Uh, Last week on Instagram, I had uh, posted something up for our listeners and followers and said, hey, who are some Power Stroke guys that you want to hear from? And you were tagged more than once, and I clicked over to your uh, to your Instagram page, and I'm like, man, this is one of the cleanest six liters I've ever seen, and it makes you know really good power. So I'm excited we could connect today and, and chat about your truck and learn more about it. Uh, I appreciate the invite, and uh, I will be first to say uh, that I am by no means – uh, the smartest guy in the industry when it comes to these trucks. Uh, I am a small fish in a very big pond. There's some, uh, yeah, I, I believe you've had Mr. Charlie Keeter and several other guys on here that make some big power and have put down some impressive numbers. So uh, I'm just kind of following their lead and kind of extending uh, 
extending what I've learned and what I know about the platform just to people who want to be a little more informed about it. What I love about chatting about six leaders is it's such a vibrant, passionate, enthusiastic part of of, of the diesel industry or the diesel enthusiast crowd. And whether it's been like Jared at Kill Devil Diesel or Charlie at uh, Casey Turbos or Charlie Keeter or had Jared from Holder Down on before yourself, there's just so much passion and excitement around it. It makes me excited just to hear about it. And, you know, when I was on your Instagram page, I'm looking at the pictures that you have. And um, I know we'll get to, you know, where people can follow you and stuff um, towards the end, but it, it is an absolutely beautiful truck. And I know that every build and every project, you know, has a starting point. When, uh, when did you, you know, either see this truck and kind of fall in love with it or what drew you to the six liter platform at the start? Um, actually, you know, my, my first vehicle that I ever owned, um, was an extended cab short bed, 2003, six liter. Um, long story short, you know, the truck was about four hours from home, found it on Craigslist went to look at the truck and it wouldn't start, wouldn't run. The guy was asking 10 grand. And my dad had drove down there with me with a gooseneck. We were ready to take it home. And I offered the guy $5,000 and he said no. And my dad and I both agreed that it was just too much money to pay for a truck that didn't run. So we came home, uh, you know, three weeks later, man, it ended up in my possession and Long story short, the Fickham was what was bad. I fixed it for a hundred bucks and I drove the truck for about three years. Um, you know, d doing small modifications along the way, nothing crazy. Uh, you know, I was a teenager at the time and um, was trying to make big power with it. Things never worked out with that. Um, but uh, inevitably, you know, I, somewhere around 21, 22 years old, I found my green truck on Craigslist, seen the truck, called about it it had already sold um, a couple years down the line probably two two and a half years uh, at that point in time I had a 03 Cobra Mustang and was trying to figure out what I was going to do with it because it, it, I got it as a basket case and I wanted to get back into a truck but I wanted to get uh, a fast car and I couldn't really make my mind up and at that point in time I had already connected with who's now the previous owner of my truck uh, we became really good buddies. We ended up striking a deal and, you know, the rest is history. I chased that truck for four and a half years, man. And <laughs> somehow the stars aligned and, and I ended up with it in my possession. So it's a, uh, it, it's always really kind of fascinating to, to just see what, what draws, you know, somebody to a particular, particular, you know, vehicle. And, you know, it's like, I think it was that color green, what really, you know, initially captured me with that truck because you don't see that green very often and you know like the wheel and tire setup you have and it's just like visually just draws you in and then i know there's a lot done you know under the hood with power and things like that so when you got this truck you did the deal with the you know the cobra for the truck what uh like did you have a particular power number in mind or like a build list or things you wanted to do and you just you know like methodically went through that or was it just uh I want five, 500 horse. I want 600. And then next thing you know, it's at a thousand plus. Well, you know, honestly, initially when I got the truck, it had one ninety seventy five uh conventional injectors and it had uh, a, a stock VGT charger on it. So the truck was far, far, far over fueled, but I mean, for what it was, it made good power. And I mean, it, it moved down. It was definitely a, a red light to red light sleeper kind of deal. And inevitably with, with any other build regardless diesel gas you know whatever it is it snowballs quickly um 
I owned the truck for literally a week <laughs> and I pulled it in the driveway and started tearing it apart. I made some phone calls. I called uh, Larry at SoCal Billet, said, Hey man, you know, I'm looking for a S 400 setup. I'm going to need all the charge pipes, everything. I, I want it to be a true bolt together setup. I didn't want, cause at the time I didn't have a welder in the driveway and all that good stuff. So I needed something that I could literally bolt together. Um, Immediately took the truck to 250 100s and a 467. Uh, made it three weeks. Uh, transmission decided to completely disintegrate internally. Uh, left me stranded about three hours from home, so I had to have it towed, uh, which was an expensive bill. But, you know, got it home. Uh, ended up with Sam Wise at Wise Auto. He built the trans for me. Got the truck together. Ran it hard around town for probably about a month. Uh Beat a couple guys and some Duramaxes, couple Cummins, couple Mustangs, you know, things like that. Just just small uh, daily driver builds, so to speak. And long story short, one night, man, a Duramax went to run. The night that we went to run, he uh, split his block completely down the middle. And once we got his truck loaded on the trailer, I went to run a Mustang, and I blew a head gasket that night. So that kind of aligned the stars for me to take the truck and go into it for what would be the third time and about 3000 miles. And, uh, got with Jared at kill devil ordered a whole bunch of parts, uh, went through the truck, actually got it completely assembled. And I had elected to not change lifters because it was such a new build. And when I completely assembled the engine back together, I went to rotate it over and found that I had piston to valve issues and pulled it completely back apart, found that I had a, a lifter that had hydraulic and completely seized. And it, it, it that's what led into the entire full build from the oil pan up. And, you know, here we are two and a half years later, I built it in an absolutely dirty ass <laughs> paving asphalt shop. Uh, you know, it's funny, people joke about what 1,000 horsepower engine builds look like, and, you know, it shows a clean engine room, and it looks like something straight out of a sci-fi movie, and the reality is, is I was building it in something, inevitably putting pistons and rods together and putting them on the ground, spraying them off, you know, that's not what I've done, but <laughs> I've seen a picture floating around, you know, it just makes the joke, so... It's just funny all these years after, you know, I've probably put somewhere around 15,000 miles on this build and every event that I've ever taken it to, I've driven the truck to the event, raced it, done my donut, donuts, burnouts, you know, whatever the case was. And I drove it home. It's, it's never left me stranded since I'd done the complete engine build top to bottom, front to back and, and refreshed the trans. So that's kind of really at the core, I think, of what diesel performance is. I know there's that there's that level of you know twenty five hundred, three thousand horsepower, and that's really cool. But I think the majority of us are in that exact kind of lane you talked about, where you can drive it to an event, drive it to the drag strip, go have fun with it, and you're driving it home. And to be able to put those miles on it and really enjoy it day to day is what is so cool about you know these these kind of builds and how they come together now when you were uh chatting like with kill devil diesel and you're saying hey um you know was it like i'm shooting for this power number i need these parts to be able to do it and you know getting the injectors for it so like you know where, where the truck's at now is this ultimately where you wanted it or are you thinking about taking it even farther in the future i am honestly i'm kind of jaded about the idea 
Um, to be perfectly honest, I actually based this entire engine build off of a truck that Jesse Warren, if anybody who follows him or knows who he is, um, which I'm sure there will be a lot of people who know, but his crew cab short bed truck that he took to UCC several years in a row, um, that truck used to be a stock bottom end, you know, with nothing but 625s, O-ring heads, a lot of fuel and a lot of air. And I basically built this truck kind of mimicking that setup. Um, when I initially built the truck, I actually used the same size injectors he had. Um, you know, I think this was like nine or 10 years ago. That truck made right at 950 horse and somewhere around 17, 1800 foot pounds of torque um, on a completely stock bottom end aside from, you know, rock bolts. And I looked at that, I, you know, at, at this point in time when I was researching all this, that's when all the forums were big, CompD, powerstroke.org, you know, Powerstroke Army, everything. And, and I kind of went to the core of it and was like, you know, that that's a proven setup. That's what I want. And uh, it kind of led to that. Um, I did kind of veer off to a couple different uh, different parts or different avenues, if you will. Um, the truck, it's honestly been about everything I ever planned. I mean, I knew going into this that I was going to have a little more lag. Obviously, there was going to be some more smoke. It wasn't going to be a stock truck by any means. But I was looking for good, usable clean so to speak power you know i wanted it to be as clean as it could and um the truck has went honestly above and beyond i mean if somebody had told me when i started this build that i would be able to say i had a 850 plus horsepower six liter that i could daily drive take on road trips and this and that i would have laughed you know i mean I've been in the industry long enough to know, you know, back in the day, 190, 100s and a stock charger, you were, man, you, you were, you were doing big stuff back then. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think at the core of it, you know, the industry, no matter what platform it is between tuning and hard parts, uh, and just kind of the camaraderie that comes between working with other vendors and working with other enthusiasts, we have learned so much about the diesel engine platform in itself and being able to make good usable and streetable power that, you know, we're, we're, in, we're in a whole different age, man. This is, this is really awesome times for the industry. Do you, you had mentioned earlier when you had called a uh, SoCal billet about wanting something you didn't have to weld together. And I, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about that more in general. Do you think that that's what's allowed regardless of what platform it is people to be able to take these ideas of i want 800 or a thousand or even more power and be able to do it themselves because the manufacturing and the design and the engineering is so precise now that you know you can get a whole turbo kit you can get all this stuff and you don't have to weld it and cut it and have these other kind of skills that maybe 10 years ago you you did need to have that yeah i mean a hundred percent you know i again i'm primarily power stroke based but I followed the industry for years. I mean, I've got diesel power magazines that date all the way back to 05, you know. So looking at just the transformation over the last, uh, you know, 17 years, um, when you can go, you know, like you said, 10 years ago, it wasn't as common to see eight, nine hundred thousand horsepower plus trucks 
Patrick, are you there, buddy? Yep, we got you back. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. My phone just cut off out of nowhere. Um, uh, Spencer from Fast Fuel Systems is actually calling me. Um, no, um, you know, 10 years ago, it wasn't common to see 800-plus horsepower trucks running around town and just, you know, cruising to events and stuff. And like you said, it comes down to manufacturers now. Their processes have become uh, so repetitive and, and tolerances are so tight. And the aftermarket um, market in itself has grown so large. You know, there's guys that can now get on the Internet, click a couple buttons, you know, order fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 worth of parts, and bam, you know, they've got a truck that's busting off, you know, 11-second quarters, and they're driving it to the grocery store and taking the kids to the lake with the boat. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it, it, it's so cool how everything has advanced and moved forward with the industry. And it, it it's something that, again, you know, 10 years ago, I don't think many people thought would even be possible. No, no, not even in, you know, like the Cummins world, a thousand horse was like a huge deal. And now it's just oh, like, yeah. you know, and same with the Duramax and, and, and the Power Stroke. So it's been really cool to, to follow it. I'm a lot like you that I have <clears throat> magazines to go back to like, oh six i think oh seven um and uh you know just to see where it's gone and that's that's why you know when when people were tagging me on our instagram post it was just it was, it was something that that pulled me in and these are some of my favorite episodes to do or you know when somebody has a, a project in mind um you know they they tackle it and they're happy with the truck because a lot of times i'm guilty of this too is I didn't really have a set plan or, or when I got to the, the point I thought I would be happy, I wasn't happy. And then I had to kind of backtrack and redo things. And, and so it sounds like your build, you had a, you know, a solid idea of what you wanted to do, got it there and you're, you're happy with the truck. And ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm happy with my build. Um, I have went through revisions um, of the truck itself, but it's been very minute things. And, and again, I contribute that to, OG guys in the industry, you know, you talked about Jaron er earlier, uh, Jaron Holder, Riken Holder, Jesse Warren, Charlie Keeter, Charlie Fish, Jared Alderson. I mean, all these guys who have been pioneers, not only for the industry itself, but specifically our platform. Um, I mean, those are the guys who have really paved the way and made it possible for end users like myself to be able to have these trucks yeah. um, it, because w without those guys, it just, it wouldn't be possible. And, and, you know, I could go on and on. There are so many, there's so many more vendors and so many more names in the industry. Um, just, just everything from shops themselves to private individuals who just had the, the knowledge, the want to, and the drive to fabricate things and do them themselves. Uh, it, it's, it's just really cool to sit back and look at the whole grand scheme of things. Now, as far as any other builds, are there are there some other you know maybe projects you're you're thinking about doing? You know, build another six liter, maybe a six four, maybe a six seven. I uh, I actually just about a year ago I purchased a single cab long bed, another single cab long bed six liter. Um, I can happily say within the last week, week and a half, I sold the truck. Um, long story short, somebody followed me on Instagram. He lives out of town, but he's currently working in my hometown. And when it snowed over the winter time, he hit me up and was like, hey, you know, what are you doing? So uh, we, we ended up meeting up. We met up, uh, cruised around the snow, just done donuts, all kinds of stuff. And we since became really big buddies. And I had the opportunity to purchase uh, one of my customers' six fours. And 
I told Owen, I was like, hey, man, I want to sell this single cab. If you want it, now's the time to buy it. So uh, he ended up purchasing the single cab from me. I since picked up a extended cab short bed, 6.4 power stroke. I've got some plans for it. I don't want to let cat out of the bag yet, but uh, <laughs> it, it does currently have a Maryland diesel S400 setup on it. Um, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with it yet, but I do have plans for the truck. I just acquired it uh, legally as of yesterday is, is when I acquired the truck. So uh, it's been uh, it's been a whirlwind of stuff here lately, man. Everything's changing. <laughs> I want to ask you because we do get some some of our listeners that will ask about six four sometime, and I know this episode is heavily focused on the six liter, but. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at one, um, you know, say to buy one, what are some things that you would suggest somebody looks at if it's, you know, an 08 to 10 6.4? Uh, I think this goes for uh, both six liters and six fours because they're they're so close. Uh, some of the parts will interchange, especially rotating assembly stuff. Um, both platforms are so close together that, you know, one of the major things is obviously head studs. You know, everybody, for anybody who doesn't know, both on the driver and passenger side head, the very front stud on the bottom side of the head, you should be able to see that regardless. Now, unfortunately, there are other people out there who have shied the industry and, you know, they'll only put the outer studs in. And uh, I unfortunately have seen that with some of my own customers' trucks. Um, but the biggest thing is, is if you can see those front studs on both sides, you're usually good to go. Again, I, I, you know, one out of every million, you might see somebody falsify a stud job. Uh, it, there's just too many problems that could entail uh, doing it uh, incorrectly. Um, regular maintenance. I did, honestly, the first thing I look at, whether I'm purchasing a truck, whether I'm working on a customer's truck, you know, I want to know what kind of maintenance has been done. Yeah. I think a lot of people, and it, this doesn't go for just power stroke platforms, everybody wants to make power and everybody wants to go fast, but nobody wants to spend the money and do the oil change or do the mm-hmm. diff service or brand service because it's expensive. You know, um, I went to Rocky Top Diesel Shootout 8 in my green truck, and when I came back, I spent $1,300 in filters and fluids doing a full service on the truck. Uh, and that was me doing the work myself. It wasn't cheap. And to most people, they either can't honestly can't afford to bite the bullet or they don't want to because they think, well, I, I can put this part on and I'll make more power. Or I can do this and it looks better, but they forget about the, the livelihood of the truck and the yeah. regular routine maintenance that is required, especially when you start modifying and making more horsepower than a manufacturer intended a unit to make. That's some really good advice because I think whether it's a, you know, relatively stock truck you're towing every day with, or it's a build like your six liter or what you might do with your six, four is doing and maintaining it, you know, especially, you know, under that, you know, it's three times the power, four times the power of what it was stock. And it's not just the oil. It's like you mentioned the, you know, the axle fluid, the transmission fluid, all that stuff. Well, and you know, like my six, four, I, I've sworn for years, that I would never buy a six four. <laughs> you know, just some of the reputation that they've required they they've acquired over the last few years. But um the gentleman I purchased this truck off of, uh, you know, this truck's spotless. He's got every service record as long as he's owned the truck, every receipt. Um, you know, and at the price point I purchased it at, for me it was a no brainer. I knew that I was not going to replicate that in another unit 
no matter where I went. And with six fours, I, I just thought of a question and it was, uh, somebody was looking at one <clears throat> I, think was, I think they posted it on our discord and he was looking at one. I don't remember the mileage on it, maybe 150, 180,000. And this might be my ignorance, you know, when it comes to six fours is when you have valve train issues or piston issues is, is that guaranteed you're going to have one on a six four or is it something where somebody, you know, was really hard on the truck and you get into a cracked piston, something like that. Cause I think a lot of potential buyers think it doesn't matter how it was treated, how it was maintained. It's going to crack a piston. I'm going to be 12 to 15,000 into a long block. And so I'm just not even going to look at it. Or is that just, like I said, my ignorance of six fours and not knowing. I don't think there's anything to do with ignorance there. I, you know, I, I think, uh, again, it kind of gets back to routine maintenance. You know, you have, and this goes for all, all big three. Uh, you know, you got trucks that are built on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. <laughs> yeah. Those guys that came in on Wednesday, they really wanted to come to work, you know, and they, they, it, it's a joke, you know, it's just, uh, you have trucks that are absolutely and just immortally beat to death. And then they reach a point to where they're, almost they're almost ready to kick the bucket they're still running uh you know you're gonna have thousands of dollars in repairs and unfortunately some of these people pawn them off to to other end users and that that to me i feel is like what gives any platform a bad name you know being a mechanic myself i've seen duramax cummins power strokes you know llys lbc's five nines six sevens third gen fourth you know i could go into a whole laundry list but i've seen all three have catastrophic engine failure and personally a lot of it comes down to just poor or maintenance um so again you know you, you can have a truck i mean i'll be honest my 6.4 was by no means baby uh the previous owner is, is again another good friend of mine and has became that way through being a customer and he showed me all kinds of videos you know running this thing on the rev limiter doing burnouts <laughs> racing trucks but but i knew that the maintenance came with that you know and the truck came to me running and 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 all these other things so i wasn't worried about it um you know that that's really i think for me the biggest thing as far as these trucks go and unfortunately things like the six liter platform there were so many of these trucks made from 03 to 07 and the super duty chassis itself and they continued into the E-Series van chassis uh, through 07, 8, 9, and 10. Uh, they were still putting six-liter power strokes in 2010 vans. So there was such a long, uh, drawn-out list of these trucks and platforms that were made. They became so cheap now for people to pick up and drive. Uh, you know, I mean, you get teenagers that just want to, unfortunately, blow some smoke on people and... You know, these trucks end up beat to a point where it costs more to repair them than it the truck itself is actually worth. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's it's kind of mind-boggling a bit to think about the production numbers, especially of Ford and how many, you know, GM as well, but just how many trucks they put out every single year and they have these long runs and there's millions of them that are still out there. So it's not like... You know, people aren't building six liters or aren't building six fours or seven threes or any of that. It's just this, these massive amount of trucks that are out there. And yeah, I think that's really good advice that you gave as far as, you know, trying to understand the maintenance or trying to get that from, you know, uh, a previous owner and just, just see what's been done. We've covered it on the podcast before with, with different companies, just 
how important that is to to do and you know these trucks are getting kind of expensive i think the other day i was i was just browsing locally of hey what kind of what kind of super duties are out there can i find an l5p can i find a 67 3500 you know truck and i can't find them they're all either in transit or there's literally nothing that are on these dealer lots so it, it kind of changes your focus a little bit to okay well you know do i want to pick up this six liter this lbz or this five nine and and just uh yeah, I think there's a lot of attention, you know, that's there with it right now. Can you hear me? Yep. Sorry, I had to step out so we can actually we can actually talk a little more. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I spoke to uh I actually spoke to one of the guys at ARP the other day and we were talking about uh I needed to place an order for some studs. We got to talking about uh, just how far they are on back order. And he said, again, I don't want to quote this. I don't exactly remember, but um, he said something along the lines that they were like 400,000 studs behind. And I got to doing the math on that. And I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, well, you know, 16, 24, 32, you know, going doing the math. And I'm like, man, that's, that's thousands and thousands of trucks. Yeah. You know, and, and to think about the amount of trucks uh, not only uh, stateside, uh, but globally, who are needing some of these products. It's like you said, it's almost mind-boggling at how many units were actually produced and what platform and how long that run was. Uh, it's almost unfathomable for most people. Do you think that some of those those supply chain issues, which I know we hear about supply chain like all the time with every single part of the economy, but do you think that's holding back some builds that are out there right now where people are just maybe they're focusing on the maintenance of this new truck now and they're kind of waiting for, you know, studs or turbos or injectors or any of these things that might be affected, you know, to come back in stock and then there's just going to be a huge push to build these trucks? I absolutely do. Um, I mean, I, I have a good customer of mine who has a six liter power stroke who has had his truck on the dyno numerous, numerous times. We've went through different air and fuel setups. Um, the truck, you know, after you push 70 plus pounds of boost for so long, he's having head gasket issues. And we kind of went through the do's and don'ts, what we couldn't, couldn't do. And he's like, I want to build an engine. I looked for a set of connecting rods for probably two and a half months and I couldn't get a set of them. It ultimately pushed him into, he bought a 2019 Aluma duty King ranch truck. And, uh, you know, he's got his six Oh probably sitting in the field or in the shop, you know, behind the house, whatever. And it's just sitting there right now because we can't get parts. Um, I actually have came into the point now to where some things have came back in stock. Um, because I deal with this in my day job, you know, when, when something, let's just say product a goes on back order for seven months, you start freaking out like, okay, well, I'm going to order 50 of these things yeah. so that when they do ship, I'm going to have an overabundance. Well, now we're kind of getting into that. Okay. These, you know, these suppliers are fulfilling some of these orders and now that stuff's coming back into stock. But again, we're going to run into another point of, no, you can't get rods or no, I can't get a cam. No, this gasket's not in stock. I mean, I ordered main main and rod bearings uh, for a customer and it took eight weeks. And that was stuff that typically, you know, you could go to a local auto parts and buy Molly bearings. Yeah. Uh, 
So it, we're in a we're in a really really weird time right now as far as you know any kind of build goes, whether it's again diesel gas, any kind of any kind of internal combustion engine. Uh, it's just a super weird time to be building something. Yeah, yeah, it's so, it's so hard because I can't think in my lifetime, you know, you could always get stuff or it was like, can I have it tomorrow early a.m. delivery? Oh yeah, absolutely, you can. Here's the price for it, and you get it by nine a.m. Yeah, let's overnight it. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's overnight it. And and now it's it's so different. Now, I know there's going to be a lot of people that uh, you know are going to want to check out your six liter, check out um, you know the six four as you start to reveal the things that you're doing with it. Um, where can people follow you on social media? And then also you'd mentioned YouTube as well and, and a channel that you have. Yeah. So I, uh, I've got my own YouTube channel, uh, which is actually as follows Tyler's diesel stop. Um, and I also have an Instagram for, uh, Tyler's diesel stop that follows with my YouTube channel. And then people can also follow my personal page, which is short six slow. Um, that, that came from, uh, one of my Cummins buddies, his funny story behind that, his son's, uh, 14 now, but at the time he was probably about 10 and he come riding down the gravel driveway one day and slid his bike up and he looked at my truck. He's like, who's six slow is that? <laughs> I looked at this kid and I'm like, you can't, you don't even have a driver's, you don't even have a permit. You're talking crap and you're riding a huffy. So, you know, it, I don't know. It just kind of stuck, man. And, uh, <laughs> it, it's funny to look back at things like that. You know, at the time I'm like this little shit, you know, but now, you know, that kid, he's super awesome. He's super supportive. Um, David and his son, Jaden, you know, we've been to the track together and I've had issues with my truck and they, you know, they're Cummins guys and they hop in guns blazing, wrenching on stuff, helping. And that, that gets back to the, just, you know, the camaraderie and the kind of friends and relationships that you can culminate being in this industry. Well, I'm uh, it was really cool to chat with you today and, you know, hear the, hear the story of, of not just the truck, but some of the other things we chatted about, you know, with, with how to, you know, find a six, four, or how to find a six liter, um, you know, some of these other parts. And I, I can see, you know, your passion, your excitement for it. And that's why, you know, people tagged you. So it was really cool to connect with you, you know, learn more about it. And uh, I'm definitely going to follow and, uh, you know, pay attention to the six, four build. And also that green, that green six liters, like I said, there's not many that are that color. And so for those that are on, you know, watching on YouTube, they're going to, you know, see it right now. So I definitely encourage, uh, if you're listening on a podcast app to you know, go follow Tyler, check out his, uh, his Instagram and YouTube, because you, you definitely have to see the truck. Well, I appreciate that. You know, that's, that's, I think what ultimately drew me to the truck was the color. Um, it's a very, I'm not going to say rare, but it is a limited production. Um, you know, they only made these in 03 and 04 in this color. They were only, King, they were King Ranch and Eddie Bauer edition specific colors. Um, so I knew that, you know, anytime I seen one, it was kind of special. It was out of the ordinary. Uh, and I had the chance to snatch it up. And it it wasn't my first choice. I like, I like black vehicles, which is what my 6.4 is. And that's uh, pretty much every other vehicle I've ever had has been black. Um, whatever reason man this this was the truck you know this that's what everybody knows me for and uh as non-conceited and humbly as i can say it you know i appreciate everybody who has tagged me everybody who follows my youtube and my instagram and all that you know i it's very humbling to know how much support that i have received from other people and throughout the industry from other vendors and stuff um specifically because of this truck man you know it's it this truck has changed my life and some people who aren't enthusiasts 
would never understand that without being in the car community or truck community. But, you know, this thing is a, a big part of my life. I've posted it for sale a dozen plus times. And for whatever reason, um, Whistling Diesel actually offered to buy the truck. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, man, I will PayPal you right now. And I was like, oh, you know, I just, I, I couldn't do it. You know, the truck's such a big part of my life. Um, it's one of those things I'll probably have forever. That's that's one of the, the really cool parts about doing a podcast and chatting with enthusiasts all over the country is what you just mentioned right there. No matter what brand it is, what engines in it, what power level it's at is there's a, there's a connection to it. And I think that's why, you know, when we had posted up, you know, people were tagging you on there and it's because of that impact that you made. So I appreciate your time today, Tyler, sharing your story. Look forward to seeing what you do in the future with this and other trucks. And it was, you know, really cool to chat with you. Well, I appreciate it so much, you know, and I think if there's anything that I could leave this podcast and video with to just tell any anybody who's either purchasing their first diesel or has their truck trying to build it and trying to get into something uh, to make big power. You know, it's taken me 10 plus years to achieve what I have with this truck, and I am by no means done. I am by no means the fastest guy, but the truck makes me happy. You know, at, at the end of it, you have to do what makes you happy. And I think in today's society, we all look at the social media platforms and go, man, this guy has this. I've got to have that. And for some people, and including myself, it's not attainable at the moment. But use that as fuel to drive you forward, to, to express a different side of you that you may not have expressed otherwise. Don't, don't wish your life away. You know, things come with time and, and, and great things come with time. And that's that's where this truck came from. Um, again, you know, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for having me on here. Thank you to everybody who listens to the podcast, watches the diesel podcast on YouTube, watches my stuff. I mean, this is an industry that is forever going to grow, I feel like. Um, you know, t again, 10 years ago, we were a very small, tight knit community and we just continue to grow. And, and I think that's a positive thing. Don't forget diesel fans, make sure and head on over to our discord. You're going to find a link down below for that. I want to see you guys over there. I want to see pictures of your trucks, things you guys are doing, questions you might have. I, I may not have the answer, but I can reach out to, you know, someone in the industry, get that answer for you. Or there's a lot, there's a credible wealth of knowledge. Um, from the members that we have there where they might have had the same you know, problem with their truck or doing the same kind of build and can give you their experiences. I also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Texas Diesel Supply, Rights Diesel Services, Caleb, Tyler, uh, Lowen from 23 Diesel, and all of you that support us, not just on Patreon, but also Discord, also listening to us on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the podcast apps out there. You guys have kept us going, you know, for six years. And I remember when we first started this podcast, somebody said, hey, are you, aren't you going to run out of topics? Like, how are you going to be able to do a year's worth of this? So we're on year six, and it's because of you guys. It's because of your enthusiasm, your passion, not just for your trucks, but the industry in general, for parts, for trends, and just, you know, we thrive off the energy you guys have. So we wanted to thank you guys for that. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.